better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Patty. What's happening? Go. All right. Go. Time to go. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome into this Monday in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Hey, I was thinking about insurance this morning. I even exchanged text messages with my very own personal Farm Bureau Insurance agent here in my hometown of Tupelo, Mr. Mark Guin. Now, he's a rebel. He likes some rebels. But he's a good guy, and he's my Farm Bureau insurance agent. You know, I was texting him first thing on a Monday morning, Bill. How, how are you doing that? Why were you doing I, because that? Because a rock hit my windshield Uh-oh. Uh, on my way to Vicksburg on Thursday. Some idiot from Texas was pulling a big trailer, a big homemade trailer, and he could. He was one of these that can't figure out whether he wants to go fast or slow. You know, like these people that get on the highway that pass you going 90, and then get up there in front of you and slow down to about 60. So you got your cruise set. You pass them. Well, they didn't like it. They speed up. He passed us like five times in about 15 miles between Jackson and Vicksburg. And anyway, one time he whooped in front of us real quick between us and a big truck. And when he did, he threw rocks all over my windshield. One of them popped it. And 10 minutes later, that thing had already run across. The, the crack had run across my windshield about a foot and a half. So anyway, I was checking on all that this morning. We got to get a new windshield on the car. Let me just say this: if it was my car only, like I'm the only one driving, I'd never fix it. I just look through the crack. I do that on my truck. <laughs> that old expedition that I put three hundred something thousand miles on is all that windshield. You ought to see that windshield. It's awful. Never even thought about fixing it. But it's the homecoming queen's vehicle, so we're going to be fixing that one. I promise you. Anyway, dealing with insurance this morning on a Monday, and they were ready to go. My man, Mark Guin at Farm Bureau Insurance, Lee County, was ready and texted me right back. Even though he was even doing he was doing other stuff, and he texted me right back. That's the way it works at Farm Bureau. Well, Welcome send in. somebody right out to your house and fix that thing while it's sitting in your driveway. Well, I think I'm going to – here's the thing, though, Bill. Now, let you a little inside here. I'm actually – I think I'm going to take it to a place that will replace the windshield, the whole thing. But also, we'll put one of those towing packages on that vehicle because it's like a small SUV, but it came without a hitch so that we can take it on vacation in the summer and put one of those hitch racks in it. You know what I'm talking about? The aluminum rack that fits in, yeah. the, in the hitch that you can sit stuff and haul stuff on. Yeah, you can put like your cooler on there or whatever. Right. Everybody's always driving around with a cooler on it. So instead of putting stuff in the back of the, filling the car up, I'm just get one of those things. I might take, you know, kill two birds with one stone. That's what I'm thinking. Hey, how's everybody else doing on Monday? <laughs> anybody else got a cracked windshield out there today? Anybody anybody else have any cracked windshield or bad drivers from Texas stories that you would like to relate on <laughs> this reaction Monday? Uh, welcome into the show. Y'all can text me. I hope you will. Be a part of the show. You can text me in the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the finest sausage I've ever eaten. Um, I must admit, let's see, what day was this? Oh, what day was it? 
it was Saturday in between trips to South Mississippi. Saturday was the day I was home. I, uh, I went to Walmart. Bill, would you like to know what my Walmart list consisted of? Well, I know Country Pleasing was on there. That was my part of the list. I was sent by the Homecoming Queen to buy 1,200 plastic eggs for the upcoming neighborhood Easter egg hunt. She thought that I could find bags of 250 plastic eggs. They didn't have those at Walmart and Tupelo. You know what they had? 48 eggs to a bag. Now do the math. To get 1,200, I had to buy 25 bags of plastic Easter eggs. I'm wheeling that thing in a cart around Walmart, and people were commenting. I, I did get lots of comments. <laughs> they were saying, well, look, look at all them eggs he's buying. And I, so I bought 1,200 plastic Easter eggs and a package of pepper jack and green onion sausage from Country Pleasing, a package of... Uh, black pepper and cheddar, and one package of plain green onion, all from Walmart. Yep, and ate some of that pepper jack this morning. Y'all text me on the country pleasing text line. It's eight eight five ESPN six zero one number eight eight five ESPN. If you need the number itself, it's easy. It's eight eight five three seven seven six. Or call me today on the Divini phone. Number to call nine nine five one zero five nine. It's a six zero one number nine nine five one. Oh, five nine. Jay texted me, and look at there. He says, I have seen that windshield on your YouTube productions. Yes, you have. <laughs> Jay watches some of my old videos I used to do on YouTube. A lot of it involved driving down the road, and you could see my windshield had about four or five big cracks going from one side to the other. I would never fix that. Why? Nobody else driving that car. He gave me a big hail state. All right, look, uh, baseball. After this weekend, Tennessee is the new king of the hill in the SEC. Yep. Yep. Uh, hats off to you, Tennessee Vols. The Tennessee Vols are the king of the hill. Right for now. For now. I don't know about the rest of the year, but I know for now they are the they are the king of the hill. Tennessee, well, have you seen what Tennessee did? Tennessee's gonna have like the highest RPI in the history of RPI when this is all said and done. They swept, didn't they sweep Ole Miss? Yeah, they swept Ole Miss in Oxford and turned around and went and swept Vanderbilt in Nashville. Went four zero. They are twenty seven and one this year. And now they are 9-0 and to start the SEC season. In fact, uh, so, so they are 9-0. and If you were looking at the – this is through three weeks of SEC play. And, and I haven't even gotten to this weekend's results. You all kind of know already, but just to give you the standings. It's three weeks in. Tennessee is 9-0. and Arkansas is number two in the SEC at 7-2. and Followed by Georgia at six and three. Auburn right now is the number four team in the SEC at five and four. So that means there are literally, quite literally, four of the 14 teams in the SEC have winning conference records. Four. All the rest, 
10 out of 14 SEC teams have losing conference records at the moment. So, But losing like this. You have six teams tied for fifth place in the SEC right now sitting at four and five. Those teams are Mississippi State and Ole Miss, LSU, Vanderbilt, Alabama, and Texas A&M. And then at the bottom, you have four teams tied at three and six. That's Florida, Kentucky, Missouri, and South Carolina. It's crazy. I mean, nothing is anywhere even close to decided at this point, other than Tennessee really is the best team in the SEC uh, right now, but nothing nothing else is decided. Uh, Anywhere close. Uh, You're three weeks in, and the number two team in the SEC, there's only four games difference between the number two team in the SEC and the teams at the bottom and a team like, you know, Florida down there and Kentucky's not bad, you know, so South Carolina's got some good series wins. It's uh, it's going to be a crazy, crazy run, sort of like sprint to the SEC tournament. Two teams are going to get left out when it's all said and done. <laughs> but uh, hats off to them. And you know what else, too? Hats off to Southern Miss. I don't know if y'all realize this, but Southern Miss is playing great baseball, and they just went from unranked to now the number 18 team in the country, according to the D1 baseball poll that's out there. Uh, the reason is because they just took two out of three from La Tech, and they're just, like I said, they're playing really good baseball. And tomorrow night, it'll be Ole Miss. Versus Southern Miss, midweek series, the uh, college sort of matchups they do every year at Trustmark Park in Pearl tomorrow night. Ole Miss versus Southern Miss, the two ranked teams that we have here in the state of Mississippi. Uh, Southern Miss number 18 in the D1 baseball poll at 19 and 8. Ole Miss sitting at number 9 in the D1 baseball poll, also overall 19 and 8. Almost went three and one last week. Their only loss was, uh, I guess, the opener of the. Um, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry, not the opener, but game two of the series against Kentucky, and uh, that was a really competitive series, except for the Sunday deal. So, uh, just a quick little look at uh, baseball there. As far as uh, scores, y'all kind of probably you know know the the results for the most part. State was able to salvage a win. At Arkansas, they didn't get swept. Arkansas just beat the tar out of state in game one and two, Friday and Saturday. But yesterday, state, it took 12 innings, but state got a 5-3 to three win. It's actually very important when you start adding up wins and road wins versus not getting swept on the road, what it's going to mean potentially maybe for RPI at the end of the year, but also trying to make sure you're in the SEC tournament and not getting left out there. Uh, it was a very important win yesterday for state in in those uh, 12 innings. Tennessee sweeps Vanderbilt. They shut them out yesterday. Five. They dominated Vanderbilt. And, I mean, it's a Vanderbilt team that's recruited as highly as anybody in the country. Um, looked like, uh, to me, Alabama took two out of three from Texas A&M in Tuscaloosa this weekend. That was a pretty competitive series also. You know, Alabama coming off the series loss the weekend before at State. Got some confidence coming out of there. And, uh, A&M has played some good baseball, had a midweek win over Texas. You know, they got a series win at LSU this year. And they went into Tuscaloosa, and Alabama took two out of three Saturday-Sunday wins. 
And the Friday win for Texas A&M was a 3-2 to two ball game. It was really close. That was a good weekend for Alabama, uh, just kind of overall. <clears throat> like I say, I mean, Ole Miss dropped one game at Kentucky, but uh, dramatic win, ninth inning run, got the 2-1 to one win for Ole Miss on Friday night, and then yesterday they just blew Kentucky out 10-1, to one, take two out of three right there. And uh, who else? What? Did, did Missouri? Yeah, I think Missouri took two out of three from South Carolina. Not a lot of people keeping up with Missouri baseball, but they're 17-8 and eight right now. And uh, back into the series, hosting South Carolina there uh, this weekend, too. So, And I guess, what was it? Uh, you had Auburn and LSU play a series, but I can't remember who won it. Well, Auburn did. That's it. Yeah, Auburn did. So, there you go. The rest of the poll, uh, let me just give it to you real quick, then I'm coming to your text messages. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so Tennessee's one in the poll. This is D1 baseball. Uh, Arkansas is two. That is unchanged from last week. Virginia moved up a spot from three to four. Texas Tech moved up three spots from number seven up to number four. I'm sorry, Virginia went up a spot from four to three. I got it backwards. Other SEC. Ole Miss at nine. Georgia is 14. Vandy 16. LSU 19. Seems like a lot of respect for LSU, frankly. Um, they really like him. Florida dropped out of the poll. So did Oregon and Georgia Tech. So it's a D1 poll. There you go. A, take a look at it if you want to. All right. Uh, over to the text line. Country, please, and text. 885-3776. A 601 number. MSU 1980 says... Matt, I have had people do that to me many times. Talking about this this guy, this idiot on the interstate, I twenty, trying to get to Vicksburg on Thursday. People drive crazy. I should I say idiot? I shouldn't call him an idiot. I don't know. I just assumed he was an idiot. Big dummy. <laughs> you big dummy. MSU nineteen eighty says, Matt, I've had a lot of people do that to me many times. When I have my cruise on and it is aggravating, I don't understand why people do that. At least I have not gotten busted windshield because of it, though. I was really glad State was able to come home with a win from the Razorbacks. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, like I say, it's important. It's a, picking up one road win against a team that's going to have a really super-duper RPI. It's very important for your own standing to not get swept on the road. And now some home series coming up for State. The next few weeks that are going to be really important for them to try to win some home games. Uh, so it was important. Yeah, you know, and I guess what I here's what I'm trying to with people driving on the highway. Uh, MSU 19 is a couple of things. I just try to remind myself not everybody either uses cruise control or they don't want to. You know, to try to go a pretty consistent speed. I mean, it's a smart thing to do, but not a lot. Of not everybody wants to do it. Okay, I get that. Uh, but this guy, he was like, he would go blowing by us. And, and keep in mind, it's a pickup truck pulling a trailer. It's like a, a wooden trailer that he made. You know, I was impressed with that. But he'd go, he'd go blowing by us. We're going pretty consistent speed with the cruise set. And then he'd get in front of us and slow down. So we'd have to get in the left lane and go around because I don't want to hit my brakes and get off cruise unless I have to. We go around, mind our own business. A little bit later, here he comes in front of us. Slow down. So about the second time we had to go back around him, we're up here and uh, we're in the left lane, and there's a 
big 18-wheeler in the right lane who's going slower than us. And so we're just going to stay in the left lane and go past him, you know. Well, this guy comes blowing up there, pickup truck and trailer behind the 18-wheeler in the right lane, and zoom, shoots over in front of us. And I had to hit my brakes a little bit. I'm like, whoa. And when it did, he slung rocks all over us, falling out of this homemade trailer, and pow, one of them hits a windshield, and now we're going to have to get the whole thing replaced. <clears throat> Very unfortunate situation. Can you tell how unfortunate it was? He's from Texas. <laughs> At least his tag was. <laughs> and then uh, coming home on 55 uh, the other day, like between, well, 55 north, going up to, to get on 82 up there. And for probably 15 or 20 miles, there was this uh, female. She was driving a smaller-type SUV who was very obviously on her phone. And Bill, it was one of those deals where she, she was doing sort of the same thing, like these dramatic speed fluctuations. And we noticed that every time she would do that and slow down and make cars go around her, and, and I bet in a 15, 20-mile stretch, I bet she passed us five times because she would speed up and then slow down. And every time she slowed down, guess what she was doing over there in, in the right lane? Driving and reading her cell phone. Now, how do you get away from somebody like that if, they're, if all they're going to do when you get past them is hit the gas and pass you again? Come on, people. <laughs> and stay off your phone on the highway. Some people just can't drive and read a phone at the same time. <laughs> I mean, none of us should. None of us should. All right, Nick on the Country Pleasing text line says, uh, Duke loses, America wins. Tennessee's the 27 Yankees. They look that good, don't they? State walk 20. Seven batters in three games and somehow got out of there with a win. And then he says, Hancock is raking. He's starting to hit the ball. And how did State not sign that kid from Hernando that came in on in relief? There's your recap. Thanks for the weekend recap, Nick. <laughs> what was it that Kevin on the office said? Why use many word when few word do trick? Right? Like he was just decided I was going to use less words and letters to, to get my point across. Uh, Next Gen Reb said, Southern Miss to the top. Best attendance in school history this weekend. Yeah, they're big time. Tell you, they're good. They're a top 20 team now. Um, well, they're ranked top 20. Uh, he says a bunch of those ties are going to be broken this weekend because, yeah, LSU is at Alabama and Alabama – I'm sorry. L I can't get it right, y'all. LSU is at Mississippi State this weekend and Alabama is at Ole Miss. And regarding State's RPI and how important it is to pick up wins, I mean, that was a big win, and it took 12 innings, and they fought their tail off to get it, had to scratch and claw to get it. Next-gen Reb pointing out the Sunday game improved State's RPI by like 40 spots. And that's something how one road win can do that, depending on who it's against. Okay, and Hog Jowl says... If it's okay, I want to congratulate the Hogs basketball team. Hogjow says, I'm sorry they didn't make it past the Elite Eight. They've landed the number two recruiting class in the country, slightly behind Duke. Now, that's significant, right? We know what Duke does. 
And Hogjow says three McDonald's All-American team five stars, including the number one ranked guard in the country. And he says the picture that I've included is Eric Musselman being Eric Musselman. And what it, you know what it is? It looks like he has three McDonald's cheeseburgers. <laughs> is that what that is? So you got three McDonald's All-Americans, and he's just taking three cheeseburger hamburgers from the from McDonald's out of the sack, and it's just looking at him in his picture there. Yeah, <laughs> pretty incredible run going for Arkansas basketball. Back-to-back at lead eights, it's just incredible. And then um, adding more talent into the mix. Into the mix. Stark contrast between what's going on at Arkansas versus, say, I don't know, what, LSU? Did y'all see that? So, of course, they, you know, fire Will Wade. Guess what? They don't have a team anymore. Everybody they've got transferring. Every signee commitment out. Starting over from scratch completely at LSU. Looks to me that all LSU needs to do is hire Ross Bjork as its next athletics director, and they can get basketball and football going real quick. Just get it going again, right? That's how that works. Hats off to the South Carolina women's basketball team. They are the national champs. They beat UConn. A lot of people feel like in the same weekend Duke loses and UConn women lose. It was a good weekend. (laughs) All right, that pretty much sets the table. Now let's get into the conversation. We'll dive in when we come back, and I'll get to your texts and phone calls. I'm Matt in the Bureau on this Monday. Stick around. Are proudly required to present, present more of the Matt Wyatt Show. We have another totally awesome episode for you today. Back with you. Here we go. It's a Monday on the show. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go! With the home team. Text or call or I don't know what all. I'm a poet and don't know it. So call me on the Divini phone. 995-1059-601 number. 995-1059. Love to hear your voice. Or shoot me a text on the country please and text line. The number... 885-3776. 601 number 885-3776 or 885-ESPN. That's a good way to remember it. Uh, TV note for you. On this day in 1986, 10-year-old Matt, third person, probably watched this the final episode of this show aired on this day in 1986. Night Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. <laughs> what? Richard Basehart on that voiceover. How about that voice, huh? Yeah, Richard Basehart. Knight Rider, David Hasselhoff. A young loner on a crusade to 
champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless, in a world of criminals who operate above the law. Above the law. Hasselhoff and Kit, the car that could talk and think, and I don't know what all, and stuff like that. Yeah, I was a big fan of Knight Rider growing up. Couldn't quite wrap my head around a car that could think. And they would hide it. I thought he thought it was cool. He'd drive it up in the back of that semi, and that's how they hit him. Yeah, Knight Rider. I think the, they uh, didn't they the do a remake of that. Didn't too. Yeah, the remake didn't do very well. It just didn't have the same appeal. Well, some things just aren't going to be yeah as good. Period. End of story. Did didn't have the Hoff man. Didn't have the Hoff. <sighs> Lots of things happen on this day in television history. Uh, April the fourth, nineteen sixty-seven. Johnny Carson quit the Tonight Show, and he returned three weeks later when they finally gave him the raise he wanted. True story. He got a $30,000 raise, talked him into it after, after quitting. They, they, he called their bluff, and they paid him. Let's see. That was 30000 per episode, right? Well, no, it says a week. Oh. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah but a I mean, week, yeah, I guess so, yeah. you know, still, it's a pretty good little raise. $30,000 a week, yeah, I'd take it. In 1967. <laughs> Uh, in 71, on this day, the final episode of Hogan's Heroes hit the airwaves. I see nothing. <laughs> I see nothing. I, I know nothing. Uh, 1973, this day, NBC aired the Elvis Presley movie Aloha from Hawaii. Yeah. We, we we watched an Elvis movie the other night. showed Mary Liddy One. I forget. Well, that was actually one. the, uh, was that the concert, Aloha from Hawaii? 1968. Oh, is that what it was? No, yeah, it says it was movie. It says oh, it no, movie? 73. It was 1973. Oh, okay. And it says yeah. Elvis Presley movie Aloha from Hawaii. Yeah, they did that. But you know that that's what his concert was called too. The first concert ever sent up by satellite. Yeah. Was his concert. Was his concert? Yeah. The movie we showed Mary Lady the other night was the Elvis and a movie with Anne Margaret. Remember that? Yeah, the one from Las Vegas where he was. Yes, it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Viva it. Las Vegas. Viva Las, Las Vegas. There's some show it's named Renegade in 1997. Mm-hmm. Renegade? I don't know what that is. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, all. that was uh, uh, the, uh, what's the guy's name that was on the, gosh, I can't think of his name now. He was on the uh, uh, one of the shows that was the soap opera shows. Uh, okay. Uh, in music. This day in 63, Sam Cooke performed good news on American Bandstand. But Sam, Sam Cooke, born in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Yep. You know, the the Chain Gang song. Um, I mean, just like a plethora of hits, like a very famous voice. Big time star. Sam I think I'd explain to you who the renegade guy is. You saw Grease, right? I hadn't seen Grease. Now, oh, you you don't know who he is. Then. Well, see, that's the thing. Like you, I've said that to people before. No, I've never watched Grease, and they look at you cross-eyed. I'm sure I will at some point. I just haven't watched it, so I don't know. I don't know Grease. Annabeth, Mary Lady watched it probably two weeks ago. Is it Lorenzo Gre- Lamas? Okay, R- Lorenzo Lamas. Okay, he was in Grease. 
Yeah, he played the, the football player, kind of a nerd kind of guy. Blonde, he had blonde hair in it, and okay. he was uh, uh, kind of like trying to get with Sandy, mm-hmm. John Travolta's girl in there. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. he was in it. He was in it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All Very right. Young. Very young guy. Let's see what Lynn wants to talk about, whether it's Knight Rider or baseball, on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Hey, Lynn, what's up? How about it, Matt? Yo. So, uh, you've had, had driving troubles this weekend, have you? Mm. Well. A little bit. That's, that's terrible. Me and uh, Chicken Hawk and Chris and all those guys, we can, we can tell you that that goes, the, the ball thing, that is so many people that don't make sense. It's truck drivers, it's everybody, and it's a little scary, and it's in big cities, it's everywhere, so yeah, that's t- probably what was going on with that guy with the trailer, too. You talking about the phone, honestly. being on his phone? Yeah. Yeah, he was probably on his phone, too. Yeah, I mean, probably so. In my, from what I've experienced out here, that is generally what's going on, because I was just looking at car, I'm usually calling up my kid in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, that's usually what that's about. Right. So... Right. That's what it's like sometimes, man. It's a lot of fun out here. You've <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like my my inclination, Lynn, is when if I've got somebody around me that's driving crazy or can't decide go fast or slow, I prefer to get away from them. Like, how can you? It's a weird thing to be in your car or your truck, you know, and there's somebody on the road who you would prefer to get away from, but no matter what you try, you can't get away from them. They, if you slow down, they I'll slow down. I'll tell you a way to do it. All right. Pull over on the side of the road and wait five minutes. Yeah, right. I guess that's it. Just sit still. Yeah, that's, because, the only, that's the only answer I got for you. Yeah, that's about right. And then, hey, that's about the only way of doing that. Yeah. Uh, find a rest area, use the bathroom, you know, something like that. Right. But uh, that's about it. Hey, Bristol looked like a picture we could count on this weekend if we can get that from him now. You know, um, he he showed some bulldog, didn't he? I mean, like he uh, he showed some grit. That yeah, was, that was a good outing. Mm-hmm. And he's got sure so was. much ability, and they know that. And I think sometimes guys just you know it takes a moment of the light bulb coming on, or they hit a certain level of experience. I don't know, you know, but. Maybe that's the well, spark I mean, for him. Well, last year while he started for a long time, and he kind of just hit a wall there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So maybe so it's I coming back. I think he's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. It's going to be one of them rough seasons. I'm a Mets fan. I'm used to it. I can handle it. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's going to be a dog fight all year long. But we, I still believe we can make a regional. And you never know. Once you get in there, you never know what can happen. That's all it. we got to do is just keep. Keeping our nose above water and don't drown, we'll be fine. Don't nobody jump off the ship just yet. It ain't it ain't sinking. It's just leaking. <laughs> well, and 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 that's it. I mean, I kind of feel like state knows enough about itself right now to kind of know how the rest of the season needs to go, right? Like you're you, you don't have a bunch of dominant pitching. You don't have it. You're going to have to get hot at the plate and score runs in bunches to win some series two out of three. You don't really have the pitching, it doesn't seem like, to go sweep some series and catch back up to the leaders. That's not it. Just like you say, Lynn, I think you nailed it. It's 
It's fight, scratch, and claw every weekend. Get in the SEC tournament, fight, scratch, and claw so that you're in a regional somewhere, and then go see what happens because crazy stuff happens in regionals. Yeah, I don't think you'll see the same approach from this team as you seen from last year's team in that particular tournament. I think it's going to be of a little more important to, importance to us this year. Yep. It's going to matter. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. But I'm going to keep listening, Matt. Watch out for us crazy drivers. Uh, <laughs> way out there. <laughs> us crazy drivers. I appreciate it, Lynn. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Side note, I may be wrong about this, but I think I saw – on Facebook that this weekend Hog Jowl celebrated a bur- not Hog Jowl, no, I'm sorry Hog Jowl um, Chicken Hawk I think Chicken Hawk celebrated a birthday this weekend <clears throat> I can neither confirm nor deny but I think I saw that on Facebook so if you run into him tell him happy birthday and then see what he says there you go <laughs> Mr. Chicken Hawk will let us know if it's right or not. Opening day, we got this. We will have opening day Major League Baseball this week. Thank goodness, I'm so ready for pro baseball to be back. I think I got a way to watch the Braves this year. They're going to start the season against the Reds. It is Masters Week. Is Tiger back? Man, come on back, Tiger. We need you. The game needs you. Television ratings need you. (laughs) All right. More of your texts and calls coming up in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around, please. It's back to the Matt Wyatt Show. St. Louis Vic texted the show. He says, uh, Matt, I had no idea that Elvis never toured overseas. Something about Tom Parker not allowing it. How about that? I didn't know that either. I mean, I would have, I just assumed that he did. I didn't know. Hmm. Anyway, welcome back to the show. You can text me, country please, and text line 885-ESPN or 885-3776. And St. Louis Vic said there was some clown Travis guy trying to steal South Carolina's thunder but saying that they don't come out for the anthem. Congratulations, those young women. Just wish states run had ended better. That's from St. Louis Vic on the text line. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know any of that. Busy weekend for me. Put a lot of miles on the old family truckster. <laughs> a lot of miles this weekend. And if I had tickets to the Masters, I'd put some more miles on it. I promise you I'd go. As pretty as the weather is. Hello, friends. All right. You can watch practice rounds beginning today, can't you? On the Masters website. I've had years past where I watch a lot of Masters coverage online. <laughs> All right. Um, is Tiger going to play? Bill, have you kept up? Do you keep up with golf at all? Uh, some. Some? Uh, some of the major events, yeah. 
you know, I, I'm kind of the same way. I don't necessarily keep up with it as close as I should. That's the right way to say it. I mean, I love golf. I love the sport. But when Tiger's involved, man, I'm in. I'm in. He playing? Okay, let's watch. Let's see how he does. <laughs> They're saying he's a game-time decision. Wouldn't it be amazing if he goes and plays? Certainly if he plays well. I, I just don't know. Okay, here's something from two hours ago that says Tiger Woods wasn't ready to officially say that he'll play in the 86th Masters on Sunday. Uh, but in a statement on Twitter, he did say that he would be arriving here to continue practicing and preparing to play. Later Sunday, yesterday, he showed up at Augusta National to get some practice in. He's a five-time Masters champ. Says he'll be a game-time decision. It would be his first appearance in a regular PGA Tour event in more than 17 months after he was seriously injured in the car wreck outside L.A. in February of 21. So it gives you the time frame. Now, so, I mean, just think about it. February 2021... Y'all, that's one year ago. It's February 23rd, 2021, when a wreck happened. So a year and a month. Now, he has said that doctors nearly had to amputate his leg. You wouldn't... I mean, Tiger's not a guy to go around exaggerating, is he? <clears throat> Man. And a year later? Uh, here's another one of those things that, you know, a, a sentence that puts all of us into perspective how old we're all getting. Tiger Woods' first major victory was almost 25 years ago. <laughs> On April 13th, 1997. Um, yeah, so anyway, I mean, just the possibility. Y'all keep me updated if he does anything today. Or tomorrow. Especially while we're on the air, because while we're on the air here, if you're listening live in the middle of the day... I'm not, you know, pulling up like master's coverage online, watching it and stuff during the radio show. So if he were to do something, I don't follow a ton of people on Twitter. I don't follow Tiger either. So I don't know. Maybe it'll pop up. But you'd have to, you'd have to let me know. Um, <clears throat> Robbie. Robbie texted the show and he says, I'm with you. Uh, I'm. Brother, he said, I love watching the Masters. Hey, have I told you all my story? I think I have, right? About the first time I ever went. It was a practice round. I didn't go to the actual tournament the first time I ever went. This was around maybe 2012, 13, something like that. I think it was 12. Yeah, it's 10 years ago. I think that's right. Anywho... Friend of mine says, Hey, I got something for you. Got you a pass to a practice round. You can go watch a practice round. It was a Tuesday. And the only way I could work it out, and I did this, I left Tupelo, Mississippi at 4 a.m. The wheels started turning. What's that song? Bill, Wheel in the Sky, Keep on Turning. Well, this is the wheel on the ground. Wheels on the ground. Wheels on the bus were going round and round. So the wheels started turning at 4 a.m. from Tupelo, Mississippi. 
headed for Augusta, Georgia. And I drove all the way there. Six hours, six, six and a half hours, Tupelo to Augusta. Got there when I got there. Found where I was supposed to be, parked, picked up my pass, head on over, walk, 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 go in. Walked the course. Watched guys practice. Watched uh, couples in Tiger Woods practice together and they hit some tee shots and so on. And, you know, all this little thing. It's the first time I've ever been there. At the time, I was playing golf and really into it. Just walking around, soaking it in. My feet are on master's soil, I was thinking. I bought souvenirs. Just a blur of an experience. Why? Because as the sun started to dip that night, I walked back, got in my car, cranked it up, and drove right back to Tupelo, Mississippi. (laughs) So look, stops and traffic in Birmingham and Atlanta included. It took me seven hours to get there. And then it took me seven hours to get back. And I don't regret it, that particular experience. I don't regret that. I would do it again if I were in the same scenario. Meaning, I haven't, I haven't, I've never been. Somebody's given me a, a practice round pass. My only way to go is to go there and come back. I'm glad I did it. However, having been, I would never consider doing it. And I would not recommend it. It was, I mean, it was tough, man. You know, you've been in the car seven hours to get there. Let's say you're now 10 hours because you're not even halfway back home and you got four more hours to go. And I know that some of our working drivers out there, like Lynn and others who call in and Chris that drive trucks, you're like, man, that's nothing. Well, it isn't. It's nothing for you. <laughs> okay. It was something for me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Would never consider doing that again. Now, you know, since then, I've had a chance to go back. Anna Beth and I have talked about that with you here on the show. Uh, let's just let's do a hypothetical here. A hypothetical, and this may be true, but I don't know. Let's just say that maybe someone is listening who is going to the Masters this week. Let's say you're going to go on, I don't know, Wednesday to the par three, or you're going Thursday for the first round. Or maybe you're going for the weekend and you've never been. This is going to be your first chance. Well, first of all, hats off to you. There's nothing like it in golf, obviously, but there are very few things like it in sports, if any. And my advice to you on a couple of things would be, one, you know, comfortable shoes. Understand that even some of the best parking is going to require you to put in, you know, you're going to put in quite a few steps just to get to the gates to go in where the patrons go in. That would be one piece of advice. Make sure you got good shoes. Okay. Comfortable ones that you don't mind walking in um, and allow for that time. Absolutely, if you've never been to the Masters, absolutely take advantage of the concession experience. It is fast. 
It is fluid. The people are nice. They know what they're doing. It is inexpensive. And everything that we got there was good. When uh, when you buy beverages at the concession, at least it did in the past, they would come in those little master's cups. We kept a bunch of those. And uh, I would advise that. Everybody goes berserk about the pimento cheese sandwich, and it's very good. But they make those little um, egg salad sandwiches, and I want to say maybe they had chicken salad too, but all of the food was good. Anyway, I know that's neither here nor there. But what I would say too is, you know, try your best to have a plan on either who you're going to follow and when to make sure that you get an opportunity and leave yourself enough time to take your time walking around Amen Corner and watching people play there. You know, and understand too, like if you're going on the weekend to Masters, it's not like you just show up when you want to show up and, hey, we want to walk up and, I don't know, stand beside the 18 grand. No, you're going to have to plan ahead a little bit more than that, especially if you're going to be there on the weekend is get there early and kind of claim a spot. That probably takes a lot more experience than I have to be able to advise you how to do that. But there are lots of great vantage points. Um, you know, um, in and around 18, you can obviously see nine green. Um, here I am talking about the course. Y'all can look it up. Some, some people have been there more times than I have. But definitely give your chance, yourself a chance to you know, spend some time watching guys hit their tee shots on number 12. Um, there, there's You don't have to have a perfect seat and vantage point, say, around the 16 green to be able to watch them play at 16. Because you know, there's hills on either side, and you can find a vantage point and just stand and kind of watch. That's just my advice. Give yourself... If you're not careful, you could walk to death and then get through and feel like you didn't see much of the course or really soak it in. You know, pick four or five holes that you definitely want to see and spend some time there. It's a heck of an experience. It's absolutely gorgeous. Probably an understatement, in fact. All right, your texts and all of that coming up. Hour two will continue after this. Stick around. 